Hey everyone, a Nerd Named Mark here with episode 76 of a Nerd Named Mark podcast. It's me, it's Mark, your host, and yeah, it's hot here. I'm just, oof, tired, honestly. I'm about to get my second dose of my vaccine tomorrow, which is finally today when this is going to go live. Um, a lot going on, work and this and that, but I got some time off to... Just in case I get symptoms, plus I had some sick time, and my work is paying me for getting my vaccination. So I was like, okay, I got a four-day weekend coming up, because I don't work weekends. And at the time I recorded, it's Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo. And hopefully everyone's being responsible and safe and not, you know, being douches in public, drunk. Um... A lot of stuff to talk about in this episode. I'm going to... I have two main topics, like a, a minor one and a large one. The minor one's going to be me talking about Pokemon Snap, because I finished it already, even though it just came out on Friday, so I finished it within, like, three days of it coming out. Um, Actually didn't put as much time as I thought. Oh, people are honking their horn. Yay. So... I wanted to talk about that briefly, like, you know, the good, the positives, the negatives, but I'm going to flesh that out fully into a full review um, episode for Nerd Name Mark Reviews and also to put on YouTube. So if you haven't subscribed to that RSS feed already, just go into wherever you listen to podcasts, type in a Nerd Name Mark Reviews or Nerd Name Mark, you'll see this podcast and you'll see the review podcast RSS feed. Subscribe to that. It's a lot of TV show, movie reviews, I'm going to start putting some video game audio reviews up on there too. As of right now, I'm really behind on a lot of my reviews. Uh, I have my list in front of me of things I'm working on because I keep track of everything in Google Docs. And I have to still do my Falcon and Winter Soldier season review. I am behind on one one episode of Superman and Lois, even though that's on hiatus. I still have episode 8 of Power Rangers Dino Fury. I'm behind on my Zenkaiser reviews. Um, there's some movies I watched that and, and stuff like that that I just want to review, like Mortal Kombat and everything else. Like I briefly touched on it, but I didn't do the full review yet. So there's just a lot I have to do There's like on my list. Luckily, with the four days off, I'm going to be just digging away and getting myself out of this hole that I'm in of content. Um... Luckily, it's stuff I want to do, so it's not like I'm forcing myself to get this stuff done. I actually want to review these things, so it doesn't feel like I'm forcing myself to do it. It's I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to have fun. So, And that's all that's important, honestly. And let's see. So right off the bat, uh, you know, I already said I beat Pokemon Snap, so I might as well just go into video games. Um, obviously, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Snap and Bravely Default 2. Uh, I like to, I'm I'm kind of stretching myself thin with video games right now because Resident Evil 8, The Village is coming out on Friday. I cannot, or it's out today actually. I think, yeah, I think it came out today. Uh, I'm not going to pick it up probably until Friday. Play it over the weekend. But between Bravely Default 2, I'm glad I beat Pokemon Snap, but it's like a double-edged sword. Like, I'm glad I beat it. Because I really, you know, it was a good story, visually appealing, but at the same time, kind of short. But now I can focus on Bravely Default 2. And at the same time, after months, actually more like a year plus of hunting it down, I finally found a physical copy of Octopath Traveler. And 
it wasn't full price, so I wasn't really happy about that because I was playing it because it was on Game Pass, but I really wanted a physical copy for the Switch, and I found one, so I actually started playing it on the Switch because I really enjoyed what I did play of it on Xbox, and I was just like, I really want to be able to play this on the go when I'm lounging in bed or you know on my way to work or on my lunch breaks, so I'm glad I found that, and that's really it for games. Like, not a lot being played right now. Technically, because they're JRPGs, they do take a lot of time, and it's nice filling the void of wanting to play games, but there's nothing really, like, I need right now coming out besides Resident Evil. So I was like, okay, these are great, you know, space fillers that are still really good games to play. And uh, I, that's it for games. So now it's comic books. And from a comic book standpoint, I'm I'm behind too. I'm behind on everything, honestly. When you think about it, um, so I got a lot of back issues. I had obviously new comics came out today. Obviously, I'm not at the store right now because I'm recording. Um, so I'm gonna go over my back issues I picked up. So right off the bat, I got my X Men 19. Hickman is still doing a good job. I haven't given up on X Men yet, even though I gave up on all the uh, side ones like Marauders and. Excalibur and New Mutants. I just couldn't get into them post House and Powers of X. So I was like, just sticking with Hickman's run. Uh, Higgins is still killing it with the Trials of Ultraman. Trials of Ultraman number two. Such a uh, delicious comic book. I, I love my Toku. Another one, surprising me the quality, is still Miles Morales Spider-Man. Uh, we're about to get into the Clone Saga. And that's going to be such a good story arc. Like, I'm excited for that to drop. And now it's time. It's been a while since I've done this. It's time for some Donny Cates. That's right. Crossover number... Oh, I hit my mic. And crossover number five. And then the finale of the Prey story arc from Thor with Thor number 14. Um, I'm really digging Thor. I think this is... I mean, Thor has always had either, like, it's been polarizing. It's been either really good writing or meh. And right now, Thor, since Tiny Cates has been writing it, has been so good. I'm actually enjoying Thor. And then, obviously, I got my Power Ranger back issues. So we got Power Rangers number five and Power Rangers number six. <laughs> and then we got Mighty Morphin number six. And obviously, I like my Power Rangers and Mighty Morphin because they are connectable covers. I'm trying to line them up on camera. There we go. I love my collectible, my connecting covers. And I actually got Power Rangers Unlimited, number one, The Heir to Darkness. And last but not least, I, I, this was on my list. I completely forgot it was a thing. Um, IDW brought back Godzilla, so I got my Godzilla number one which is Rise Up Part 1. Um, you know, I'm curious to see the, how the Godzilla comic... Like, it's really good for, like, you know, anyone who likes Toku and Sentai and Power Because we got Power Rangers, we got Ultraman, we got Godzilla, we got Radiant Black. Like, it's a good time if you like Toku stuff and comic books. Because now the, the proverbial gap and bridge has been built between the two. Because, yes, there are Kamen Rider mangas and this and that, and Ultraman manga, but, like, from a comic book standpoint, not really a thing. Now it is, and I'm happy. I couldn't be more excited for comic book collecting right now. 
even though I'm not going out of my way to get everything like day one, my shop holds everything for me because I have what they call subscription. So it's a nice little sheet front and back of all the major publishers and minor publishers like like and you get to check off which ones you want from the franchises or you can write stuff in as well and that's what i've been doing so they have my form and every once in a while they're like hey this new thing just dropped we put number one in there because it's similar to what you're pulling do you want it and i'll be like i'll check out number one and if it's something i like i'll add it to the list that's why i have a radiant black i didn't know it was like i saw Higgins tweeting about it in Instagram posts, and I wasn't sure. I didn't even know what was coming out. My shop, luckily enough, set aside up uh, issue one for me, and they were like, "Hey, we you like Power Rangers? You like Higgins? We put it in there for you. Just you know, let us know what you think." So I read one, one, and next time I went, I was like, "Yeah, put it on my list." It's how like the Hickman stuff or Donny Cates would cross over. Like they know my writers based on what's on my list, and if one of my favorite writers has something new come out. They'll set it aside for me. I was like, oh, that's that's nice of them. That's polite. And that's how I find a lot of new comics that I, or new runs of comics that were known about that I don't know is coming out. Because I don't follow a lot of comic book news, honestly. Oh, own a coffee. So good. So good. Keeps me going at 7.36 a.m. while I record this before I go to work. Um, let's see. So yeah, that's it for comics and games, uh, from movies and TV shows. I am so, I don't know how to word it. As of right now, I, after Falcon and Winter Soldier and this and that, I was like, what's new coming out? Cause like I was burnt out on comic book movies, but after WandaVision and then, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier, it kind of like rejuvenated me. Like, now I'm excited. Like, I want to see Black Widow. I want to see Doctor Strange. I want to see Venom. I want to see Spider-Man. I want to see, you know, all these films. And I'm back into, like, I want comic book movies. But from just the day-to-day watching, I haven't really, like, been watching anything, honestly. Uh, If I do, it's just something on in the background while I play video games or... I'll rewatch shows I've already seen. I've been watching like a lot of like my horror films. That's like my go-to. If like there's nothing new on TV, shows or movies out, I'm just gonna go back to the classics. Like we started watching the Alien franchise again last night, and you know, uh, Godzilla vs Kong is now officially off HBO Max, so I can't rewatch that again. Uh, Mortal Kombat, I watched that a second time just to like refresh everything while I took notes for my review, which is going to go up eventually. And yeah, so I was like, ah, there's nothing really, you know, out that I'm watching. Like, I'm still watching my Tokusatsu stuff, so that does take a lot of time also. So I finished Kamen Rider Zero One, and now I'm starting Kamen Rider Zio because I never finished it. And yeah, that's really it for stuff I'm watching. Like, it's not. I don't know what to say. It's just, it's just, I'm, I'm watching stuff, but it's not really drastic of what I'm watching. So, yes, in a roundabout way, I'm just gonna go right into like the first home main topic, the, the smaller morsel of content. And I feel that because like this is gonna be a short episode. Like I, I don't usually watch the clock, so to speak. I just kind of have my bullet points, talk about everything, and then when I'm done talking and have nothing else to say, that's usually when the episode's over, it's, I don't like to ramble, but I'm like, oh man, it's like 12 minutes in, that's it. Um, 
Yeah, so Pokemon Snap. Wow. Um, first off, Bandai, you know, Namco, this game, they did Pokken Tournament or Pokken Tournament, depending on how you want to enunciate it. There's two Ks, so I call it Pokken. And visually appealing, one of the probably one of the best looking Pokemon games if you think about it. And then there's Pokemon Snap. This game, environment, this and that, everything looks so good. Like the water detail, the environments, the Pokemon themselves so good and that's what kept me playing it and hooked into it and not realizing how much time i was actually spending playing it because like i looked and altogether i beat the game i put about 18 hours into it and that's with replaying because it's really grindy you have to replay a lot of levels to raise your research level for that specific level which will then unlock more pokemon more ways they interact with each other so you can take more photos to raise your level and finish the photo decks because everything is scaled on a one to four star rating so for each pokemon you want to get a one star two star three star and a four star photo and then there's different there's a bronze silver gold and there's like the platinum shiny star for like the perfect photo for that rating so i finished a lot of the photo decks a lot of you know gold and platinum stars there are some i have some silvers and bronze in there that i have to go back through and try and get a better shot and how it's graded is on centering of the pokemon size of the pokemon the pose you know if there's other pokemon in the background this and that so going back through to like a hundred percent the game which for me is every star is the platinum star for all four photos then getting all the legendaries because every stage basically has a legendary when you finish the game or not even finishing it just like certain conditions raising the level of your research level of that stage um so there's things like um muse in there celebi there's so many and i was like i gotta go through i gotta do this like lugia is in there like i was like i gotta get all these legendaries so when i say i beat the game i beat the story i have not 100 percent this game i will and it's something that's easy to pick up and play so i'll probably chip away at it you know here and there maybe a couple days a week i'll spend a couple like a couple hours a week just playing it chipping away at it I'm hoping in the long term, in the interim, I feel like there might be DLC. I don't know. They could easily do DLC for this, like New Worlds, another story. When you look at Pokemon games in general, they never really had DLC before. I mean, Pocket Tournament had Pokemon, that like, but that's a fighting game, so that's a special circumstance. But it really wasn't until Sword and Shield that there was like DLC and expansions for a Pokemon game. Before it was like, you know diamond and pearl now there's emerald which is like the third game but it's really just a hybrid of the two with new pokemon and special stuff or black and white black and white too like there's never been you know a full-fledged you know pokemon you know dlc wasn't really a thing until sword and shield so i could see this game getting dlc they haven't said anything about it but i could i could see it it could happen you never know so, um, yeah, just finishing it. All right, there's an ambulance going by. So just finishing the game, like, I knew, it, it tells you when you're about to finish it. It's like, are you ready for the final frontier? Are you ready? This is your final mission. You're going to do, and I'm just like, already? Like, are you sure? Because that seems a bit much like i feel like we just started our journey but realistically i think there was like if you count daytime and nighttime as two separate 
levels, which I do because there is a wide difference of Pokemon that appear. Um, there's probably a good like twelve, twelve levels, maybe fourteen. Um, I don't have it in front of me to fully check, but yeah, there's a good amount, and it's it's not bad. Like I'm trying, like there's a lot I want to say in my review. Like I have notes, and it's gonna be drawn out, but I just feel like at the price point of sixty dollars, it's not worth sixty. It will be if you're a diehard Pokemon fan and you don't play a lot of other games and you just play your Pokemon and you love your Pokemon and then like you're gonna get your money's worth out of this. Like I don't feel like I got my money's worth from how much time I spent and being done already and now I'm like, okay, well now I'll just chip away at it. But like if you're and I love Pokemon. I'm a huge Pokemon fan. Just I think if it had like maybe a thirty nine dollar thirty nine ninety nine price point, forty bucks, it's good. Um I'm just, from what was presented from an overall scale of things, not worth it. I think if there was more worlds, more story to it, more Pokemon, like, some of the things are missing from the N64 one that made, that had charm to it. Like, going in the volcano level, throwing an apple, hitting Charmeleon, he falls in the volcano, comes out, he's Charizard. There's no forced evolutions or any evolutions at all that happen in this game. And that's... One of the main things, like, in N64 I loved. That was so cool to see the evolutions. Now it's just like, oh, they're there already. Like, I, at one of those stages, the jungle one, I, I eventually I leveled it up, and I saw a Venusaur, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I was like, this would have been cool to, like, be maybe, like, some other Pokemon attacking an Ivysaur, and then he starts glowing and evolves into a Venusaur, and then the other Pokemon scurries away, and he chases after it. Like... Stuff like that would have been cool because there are interactions like that. There's one where a Wobble is being harassed by an Arbok. And if you hit the Arbok with a Apple, he'll go away. And then the little Wobbit thing will be so happy and be like, yay, you saved me. Like, stuff like that. The interactions, so cool. Like, you know, there's one where a score Bunny is sleeping on the back of a po Pokemon. And then there's ones where there's a Pichu and a Groki just asleep in front of one also and i'm like okay stuff like that so cool i enjoy that but i needed more i needed more interaction like and also the pokemon don't make their pokemon noises they sound more like animals which is cool from a realistic standpoint because let's face it animals don't you don't go to the zoo and the giraffe is like giraffe 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 or the rhino is like rhino rhino like but that was one of the main appeal of pokemon and like the uniqueness was they say their name I don't get to see that. I don't I don't get a Pikachu being like Pika Pika. Like I don't get any of that. And that kind of like, mmm, that just stung a little bit. I was just like, did they did they purpose like I was just like, why? Why can't you can't give me those those effects? But that's nitpicking, honestly, when you think about it. And I don't want to nitpick. I still enjoyed the game. I had fun playing it. I'm still gonna keep playing it. Um yeah, look forward to a full-fledged, a fleshed-out review with spoilers, spoilers, spoiler, wow, I can't talk today, story spoilers, and everything else about what's going on in the game. I'm going to be working on that over the weekend. My thing with reviews and spoiling things is, like, I try and wait a week, because I don't want to intentionally or unintentionally, accidentally, someone not paying attention, 
get a spoiler from me. You know, I feel bad about spoilers. I go on my 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 soapbox about spoilers all the time. I'm not gonna do that again. I just don't want to spoil anything. And yeah, so that's it for Pokemon Snap. Like I said, I'll have a full review, a video and audio version up probably the beginning of next week, maybe even Sunday, depending on if I get it done Friday or Saturday. I have other content I need to work on first. I'm trying to go chronologically with my reviews and I don't really care to kind of, uh, what's the Take advantage of the fact that Pokemon Snap is trending. Like, yeah, the SEO side of things, I'd probably get more hits and clicks on it. But honestly, I want to stay in chronological order, and I don't want to feel like I have to rush anything. With that being said, let's go to the main topic. Now, I didn't even hint at what the main topic was. And this was an accidental main topic, because I don't talk about drama. I don't talk about any of that stuff. I, I kind of keep my nose clean, in a sense of, I don't care if I get dragged into drama, I avoid it. I don't care. I'm I'm an adult. I'm 35 years old. I you couldn't tell by looking behind me because of all the toys and collectibles, but hey, 35 years old. I'm a freaking adult. I don't have time to waste my energy on drama and stupid crap. You know, just that's why, you know, I I'm just I just stay in my lane. Just leave me be. I have friends who are content creators, whether they're streamers, YouTubers, podcasters, journalists. Like I have a lot of friends in different pockets and forms of media of content creating. And we have a Discord. We talk and this and that. And as you know, I haven't been streaming on Twitch. It's been a couple months. Um, And we were having a discussion while we were playing some outriders and they were discussing the whole hot tub meta from twitch and uh one of them made the assumption that the reason why i stopped streaming on twitch is because of stuff like that and i was like is that a that's a common misconception like i'm like oh it just seems like it because your twitter tweets you like and this and that and i'm like well, just because I agree with someone's opinion doesn't mean that, like, I live by the, just that opinion. Like, I, so it's almost like I want to talk about the hot tub. I want to talk about Twitch in general and live streaming in general and content creating in general because none of that stuff actually affected why I've shifted my focus. What happened was I wasn't working last year. I had no work for basically the whole entire year, maybe, like, nine to 10 months. And, you know, I, after the mixer situation, I didn't stream. I just focused on my podcast and played my games by myself and just, you know, stuck in my own little bubble as many people did, which is understandable. We're in a freaking pandemic and a quarantine and stay at home orders. Like why, why would I, you know, of course I'm going to just kind of isolate myself, you know? And, then, you know, in October, I came back to Twitch after a couple of years of not streaming on Twitch because I was on Mixer and Facebook Gaming. And yes, I did make affiliate a month. It was actually, it was like six weeks. So it was a month and like a couple days, a month and like a week or so. And, you know, it was fun. I was streaming. I had free time to stream and stick to a schedule. And I was playing a lot of games. And the whole entire time when everyone else, I always said, my main focus is my podcast and then going back to work. Streaming is fun. It's a hobby. I do it when I can or when I feel like it. And 
Because the main thing with being a content creator, if you start forcing yourself to be a content creator, to create your content, make your YouTube videos, make your podcast, you're forcing yourself to stream, you're, it, it comes across on camera. It comes across in the tone of your voice, your body language, that you're, you don't want to do this. And people are going to pick up on that. Like, I've seen friends of mine who were just like, I, well, I want to do this, but I got to stream today. I got to, you know, I said I was going to stream and it's my stream schedule. And it's like, take a day off. Like, no, I want to stick to it. You know, I'm trying to get affiliate or, you know, I want to be a partner. So I got to put in the work. It's like, yes, you have to put in the work, but you have to enjoy it. If you're going to try and reach these goals and these pinnacles, all these milestones, but you're forcing yourself to do it and, you're, and your passion is waning and that flame is going out and you're just tired and burnt out and you don't want to do it, take a break. No one is forcing you to create content. Look at me on my podcast. I took a break for like a month. And, you know, because I was looking back at it. And yes, there was a time during the pandemic where being stuck at home all day and this and that was draining me. It was affecting me mentally. It physically, I was putting on weight. You know, I even did the whole entire episode where I was like getting back into being healthy and, you know, going over everything I was doing to, you know, get my mind and my body back on track and healthy you know, weight loss and just, you know, cleaning up my eating habits, getting some cardio in and working out, you know, and how it made me feel better. And, you know, so we were talking about Twitch and then they got into, well, it just sucks right now because it's hot tub meta. This and, and so I was like, wait, what? Like, I don't follow a lot of like crap. Like, not it's not crap. I'm, when I say crap, I don't mean like it in a connotation of like, this is garbage. I hate it. I say crap isn't just a general term like, oh, yeah, no, you know, crap. I just follow, you know, stuff, things and stuff, you know. So, you know, they're bringing it up and they explain it to me and this and that. So I go on Twitch and I'm looking and I'm like, oh, you know, I've seen these pop up before on like just chatting or IRL where they're, you know, sitting in a hot tub and just chatting. I'm like, okay, like, sure. Do what you want. Does that affect me? No. And then I told him, I was like, and this got like really heated, mind you, because I was just like, so you're telling me you don't want to stream on Twitch because of the hot tub stream. So like, no, well, it's tough because like I'm going on there and I'm putting in the work. I have a nice setup. I got the overlay, I got the hood camera. By the way, whatever I do, someone else's voice, that's not me. That's how they sound in my head. Like, I mean, they may not sound like it at all, but that's just like the voice that comes to my head whenever I want to quote other people. And they're like, you know, I got my setup. I got this and that, like I spent all this money and, you know, I go on there and it's like two or three people pop in because, you know, these girls got like, you know, 10, 20,000 people just watching them chill in a hot tub. And I'm like, well, for starters, I was like, those people who are in there are in there. Like, I'm sorry, if you go on Twitch and, you know, you're browsing, you're like, I don't know what I want to watch. Or maybe I want to watch some games, RL. But if you go on Twitch and you just see that as the recommended or you click on just chatting, you're already, like there's categories for a reason. So if someone's clicking on just chatting, guess what? They're specifically looking for a just chatting stream. Like I was like, if you're streaming, you know, Minecraft, I'm sorry. I'm not going to go on there and just be like, okay, let me uh, just hit browse. You know, what? I want to watch Minecraft and I'm going to click on Minecraft. Like that's not the case because I don't like Minecraft, but I'm just saying like people are going to show up to the categories they want to go to never once do i go anytime i'm on twitch now i'm just going and watching people who i follow or i subscribe to and that's it 
I'm I think last night was the first time I went on browse for the longest time and I was like, oh, let me see what this is about. And I hit just chatting and I was like, oh, okay. But I was like, I've never clicked on just chatting. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, if I, most people who I find their streams are usually through Twitter. Like, if I'm already following someone or mutuals, that's not like, hey, I'm going live with Resident Evil 5 because I want to play through all the Resident Evils before 8. Guess what? <laughs> I'm sold. I'm clicking on Resident Evil 5. Like, because I want to see that game. Or I want to see that person play the game. Like, I've watched streamers and my friends play games I don't like. Not only to support them, but because they're entertaining me. You know, I keep telling people, like, in the conversation, I was like, they're not, they're not taking your views. I was like, are they towing a thin, are they walking a thin line of what's acceptable in TOS and what's not? Yes, but it's a loophole. Then this led into them taking a screenshot of TOS and... It's not being like, well, it says, you know, attire acceptable. So if you're at the beach, you know, wear a bikini. Or if you're in a pool, wear a bikini. So they're just, you know, putting hot tubs. Now, the one point that was brought up that did, you know, click resonate with me that I did agree with was when they said, well, they're putting hot tubs in their, inside their, their bedrooms or their apartments and houses. And then, and I'm like, well, okay, that's, that's a stretch. That's when you're just like kind of, you know, okay, the hot tub's in your house. And it's in a bedroom. And I was like, acceptable tower for the environment and the situation. But then they also brought, well, like, some of them have like really tiny, tiny hot tubs where you can't even see the water and they're sitting on like a flotation device. And I'm like, okay, well, that like, I'm sorry. I've never been in a hot tub and needed a flotation device. That's not the point of a hot tub. A pool, maybe, but a hot tub, no. Um, I guess for me, the uh, hot tub situation is more or less when it comes to a hot tub, I, from an athletic standpoint, because I was very into athletic programs in high school and this and that, you know, I used the Whirlpool Jacuzzi hot tubs for the reason that, the medical reasons, loosen up the muscles, really tense, help uh, loosen up a bit and, you know, just relax. Same with ice baths. I would take ice baths also. So my opinion on hot tubs you know, from a recreational standpoint, are different than people's. Like, yes, I see the appeal of relaxing, chilling in a hot tub on a nice, cool night when you live in New England. That is, mm, that is primo relaxation. Especially if it's snowing out, you see the snow come down, like a little light flurry. It's, you know, 30, 40 degrees out, and you're just in a hot tub that's set to, like, 98 to 103 degrees. Perfect. But... Um, I will say they did, you know, bring up some valid points, you know, being in a hot tub in your house or apartment while on a flotation device and then asking for donations, bits, subs, and then you'll just change your bikini into another one. It's like, I'm sorry, but like, you know, Usually you get in the hot tub, like, that. that's a waste of, like, bikinis and, and, and swimwear if you're going to keep getting all these different pairs wet, because let's face it, you know, you can't just let them air dry. You got to wash them at some point. They're going to get mildewy and smell. So it's like, that, that, that's laundry. That's a waste of water. And then the fact that a hot tub and a flotation device, like, that's what got me. When they said that was happening, they showed me a clip. I was like, okay, that just... That's 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 that thin line. Like, if it's people outside with a hot tub, doesn't that I get that. But then a day, 
this still doesn't affect me. I just wanted to, like, the reason why I'm talking about it is because they flat out said that, like, it, they, they assumed it was one of the reasons I don't stream. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, let me get into why I don't stream. And this is, I'm done talking about the hot tub. So now this is me talking about why I don't stream. The reason why I don't stream is because of time. I'm back at work now, which is what I was hinting at when I was, you know, getting to earlier. I'm back at work now full time. My podcast is always going to be my number one content creating focus. Now, the easy thing for me to do from a time and content creating standpoint is YouTube, which is something I have neglected for so long. I was doing good for a while there. And when I lost my channel, which I've already gone over, like it wasn't a ban. It was just a Google Plus issue with tying it to YouTube. And when that shut down, that messed with my channel and I got it. I got it back at least. They were really cool and talking to and them fixing it for me. But from the standpoint of, you know, not streaming, I don't, the focus and the time, honestly. Because if I'm going to go stream, maybe I stream two, three hours, you know, twice. I, and I can, I can fit that in my schedule, but I don't want to have to force that into my schedule. Like I was hinting at, if you got to force yourself to do something, you're not going to enjoy it. I enjoy making YouTube videos. I enjoy doing this podcast. That's where my focus is, is podcast, YouTube videos, and then that's it. Um, if I'm going to stream, I might stream here and there, special occasions, extra life, charity events, you know, co-op streams with friends. But on that, I don't mind while I'm working on other things, hopping in my friend's stream, chatting with them. That's fine. If you want to stream five, six, seven days a week, that's on you, especially I have friends who do that, and I'll show up a few times. But for me, Twitch was there's a void i had a void at the time and it i couldn't find anything properly to fill it and twitch filled that void for content creating and i'm ha i'm thankful for people who donated bids subs and this and that i even told everyone who was directly like hey this is like temper this is part time this is barely part time for me so cancel your sub to me don't don't stay subscribed to me because I'm I'm not going to be on constantly or if at all. So, yeah, that's why. So it's not the hot tub stream meta or any of that stuff that caused me to stop being on Twitch. And I just wanted to get that out there publicly on the record because if my own friend assumed it, I can only imagine what my other people, fans of the show and, my, and other people in my circle think. So I'm like, no, guess what? That's not the reason why. Guess what? It doesn't even affect me. If I go on Twitch and I pull four to five average viewers, I'm going to be happy. Because that's four to five people who took time out of their day to watch me. Okay. I'm not going to sit there and see it as, you know, I would have had like... If you honestly think that like if it wasn't for the hot tub stream, those 10 plus thousand people would have been in your stream. That's... I don't know what to tell you. That's not realistic thinking. Because... If I was on Twitch right now streaming and I had, like I said, I had four or five viewers and someone was streaming in a hot tub with 28,000 viewers, I don't have the outlook that those 28,000 would have been in my stream. Look how good, like I spent all this money on this setup. Why is no one in here? It's like sometimes it's not the equipment. When I was on Mixer, I used Lightstream. I streamed from a Yoga Pro 2 directly from Xbox using Lightstream for an overlay and the webcam that was on the Yoga and I was pulling viewers. It's not your setup. It's you as a creator, how you present yourself as an on-screen personality. Some people want to create a character. 
and be that character on screen. Some people just want to be themselves cranked up to 100. And then there's other people who are like me. What you see on camera, what you hear, that's how I am when the camera's off, when this mic is not recording. That's exactly how I am. I'm just a nerd who likes comics, toku stuff, video game. Like, that's it. That's me at the end of the day. There's no... There's depth to it, but, like, what you see from a content standpoint is what you get. But that's it. Like, I'm... That's it for the topic. Uh, I thank you guys for checking out episode 76 of A Nerd Named Mark podcast. Uh, we're vastly approaching summertime and the two-year anniversary of the show. I'm really excited. Obviously, the numbers of episodes don't line up with the two-year because I took some breaks. But, hey, we're still on track we're about hmm, what two i think two months from next week will be two years of doing a podcast because it was at san the first day of san diego comic-con 2019 that i started or yeah 2019 that i started the podcast so i'm really excited to start that countdown to two years so i thank you guys for watching i thank you guys for listening you can find a nerd name mark podcast on all podcasting platforms go to anchor.fm slash a n n m podcast or type in her name mark podcast in all podcasting platforms you'll find it it's on apple podcast stitcher spotify google play radio public i heart radio and on youtube so once again thank you for checking out episode 76 of a nerd name mark podcast my name is mark and i am a nerd i don't know why i said it like that that was weird oh, we're just gonna end it thank you for watching and thank you for listening